Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cookville Now, your hometown podcast about the people, businesses, and places that make Cookville and the Upper Cumberland what it is today. I am Herbert Williams, your your host, and uh, Clarissa, my lovely wife, is the co-host. Hey, everyone. Thank you, and welcome. Welcome, and we're excited to have our Cookville City City Council candidates here today. We've been doing this all day, so (laughs) you can tell. Um, We have been to most of the Meet the Candidate events, and we felt like that we should ask every candidate the same question so everybody gets to hear the full answer unedited. So welcome, and we're glad you're with us. Thank you. It's good to be here. And why don't we start things out by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your background. My name's Ollie Baji. I'm a native of Cookville. I was born here at, a lot of candidates can say they were born at Cookville Regional Medical Center. I'm old enough to say, be able to say that I was born at Cookville General Hospital. Wow, cool. And uh, my mother and father, they met at Oklahoma State University. My mom's from Oklahoma. My dad's from Turkey. They met there, and then he received his uh, undergrad, master's, and Ph.D. from Oklahoma State uh, in mechanical engineering, was uh, hired by Dr. Sism here at Tennessee Tech, and uh, we located here in, or they located here in 1967. The year I was born, actually. And my mother was a school teacher here in Putnam County. She taught in Monterey for more than 30 years and did a lot of substituting after she retired. Well, so. Um, so I guess we can go to question one. I was hesitating a little, make sure I wasn't jumping ahead. <laughs> what are, what are, why are you running for the office? I mean, what, what made you want to run for it? I'm a native of Cookville. I'm proud of Cookville and Cookville's growing. And I have a 12 year old son and we're growing and but we want leadership in there so we can grow smartly i think that uh, there needs to be vision at the top i think everything rises and falls on leadership and i think the city Mm -hmm. council um, i think with my experience in manufacturing project management uh, and in healthcare, uh, i can be an asset and those skills that I uh, use every day, I can I can also use to help uh, the city move forward. I build partnerships all day long. I, I work on teams, and the council's a team. And I think that we could function at a high level uh, with me on that team. Great. All right. Well, let's jump into some questions. We rated uh, these questions basically what we felt like were some of the top concerns that we hear from people. So one of those is transportation, whether it's congested roads, potholes, or just road improvement projects. So what would you do in those areas that would make improvement? I think, uh, you know, we're currently operating under a 2030 strategic plan. And the studies that were done were, you know, they're decades old. And Cookville isn't the same community it was in 2005. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, it's good to have that strategic plan, but we also need to have a dynamic approach to things and be able to adjust, you know, times change, 
needs change and and really be able to adjust that and maybe look and see if we can reprioritize uh, dollars uh, move from one bucket to another to actually get infrastructure uh, such as roads and and that type of thing now when you need it instead of 10 years too late well and one of the other things that we've talked about that comes with growth is um, wanting a good quality health care so you work at the hospital mm -hmm. um, and the city owns crmc over the past couple of years we've dealt with the tornado the pandemic staffing issues tell us a little bit about how that the city owning the hospital helps cookville and as a follow-up to that how does it directly attribute to the tax base of cookville okay well <clears throat> i'm at the hospital so and i've been there for 18 years so the good thing about having a city-owned hospital is that we are reinvesting into the hospital uh, if it were a corporate owned entity then those dollars would not be reinvested, we would be referring back to a larger facility. So the quality of healthcare would actually suffer. And I see it, I work with other hospitals in the surrounding counties and, and even elsewhere. And there's not that same level of care and quality. So <clears throat> from that perspective, that that's, that's a plus, that's an advantage. Mm -hmm. um, and, the hospital is also, oper it operates independently of city government. It's not really a city government entity. It's a city-owned asset. Right. And so from a taxpayer uh, uh, benefit, you know, we at the hospital, I say we because I'm an employee there, pay $700,000 a year annually in lieu of taxes, no matter how we perform. Now, although we are performing well, you know, we were able to sustain, you know, operations and actually did very well. We were able to provide quality care even during the pandemic. Oh, that's well, great. And we know that Cookville is enjoying great growth and excellent economy. Everything's going in the right direction mm -hmm. for us. Let's say something changes and you're on the city council and you've got to help make some decisions and things are taking a turn for the worse. We've came up with a couple of options and we're just, you know, which of these would you choose if, if you had to make cuts? One, would you scale back services? Two, cut staff or three, increase taxes? Um, and just pick one and tell us about it. Well, <clears throat> hypotheticals, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. But those are realities as well. And, you know, you never want to cut staffing. I was, when I was in manufacturing, I moved two production lines to Mexico, I moved the entire facility when I was with Stillman down to Mexico, hired my replacement. So I certainly know what that feels like. And you never want to do that. I think probably you always want to start with the least painful, and that would be probably cutting services. Mm -hmm. But also we are, have an advantage of having city owned assets that generate revenue. So, you know, that gives us an opportunity there to possibly look at either cutting services or, you know, being innovative to see how we can generate more revenue to offset, mm -hmm. um, you know, the deficit in taxes or revenue from like say, let's say sales tax, which we get the majority of our uh, income as a city from mm -hmm. sales tax. Right. So we could 
look at offsetting that without actually having to lay people off, and that would be considered more of a usage tax, so it's a value-added tax where you, you wouldn't necessarily penalize everybody. You could control you know, That's what good. you spend as yeah. a citizen. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, this question comes up quite a bit, but I, I figure we'd keep it on the list. Is homelessness continues to grow and become a, a bigger issue? It's becoming a bigger issue. It seems like every week in Cookville. What would you do, or what some of the ideas would you bring to the table to help solve or alleviate, or I guess assist with finding solutions? You know, the homelessness is is it's with us. And it's an issue, and I think that we've struggled uh, as a community with how to deal with that. Now, recently, the state of Tennessee passed a law, you know, that could be as a tool that could help. But there are also those families, you know, my church, we operate a care center. Mm -hmm. So we have families come through there. And I truly think that we have to be compassionate uh, when, you know, when there's truly a need, you know, we, we can support that you know, through our faith-based, we should partner with our faith-based organizations and, and private organizations as well. But we also don't want to deplete their resources by those who aren't really necessarily going to help themselves. And I think that, you know, we need to, you know, possibly think of innovative, innovative strategies on how we can, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. And, and also adding to that, how do, how do you think the, the police would play a role in helping with that, the local co- police offices? Well, I, I think step number one is, you know, we have ordinance on the books. We've got, you know, I think we should probably take a look at saying, hey, are we enforcing these? Right. And if not, right. what, are, what, what are the obstacles in our way? You know, and really work with the agencies as well. Okay. Well, let's talk about uh, the infrastructure and growth. Mm -hmm. So uh, we continue to have great growth. Everybody's excited about the opportunities, but we also know some people have voiced concerns about how fast everything's growing. So tell us how we can continue to grow strategically, but also kind of, I hate to use the word control the growth, but how can we make sure that we don't lose our small town charm. Like manage it, manage it. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the you know, we've got so many assets here in Cookville, you know, from, from the environmental assets that we have, the hiking, the natural assets that we have, but we also have STEM assets that are being produced at Tennessee Tech. And we invest in those students. We invest in our children. You know, we... Uh, instill our values into them, and they are the identity of Cookville. So we have to be able to partner with the chamber and make sure that we have a business-friendly environment that attracts businesses into our community that can provide high-quality, high-paying jobs. So our children, who are our identity, stay Mm -hmm. in the area, Mm -hmm. and they're able to be employed in invest in the community, buy homes, and we just continue to grow. And then they, you know, uh, and our STEM talent stays here as well because most people that come through tech love Cookville as well. Right. We don't want to have to, we don't want to train them up, have them become part of our community, and then send them off. Right. We would like for them to stay. 
Well, when we started this company about seven or eight years ago, um, we started it with the basis that we wanted to be a Christian-based, Christian principles company first. So we've done that with our uh, marketing agency. We've done that with um, newspapers that we own, just a variety of things. And in this case, um, every Meet the Candidate event we've gone to, we have heard people talk about how they've prayed and they wanted to pray about it. And as a Christian, um, I have often said one of the things that drives me crazy is when people use the word Christian whenever uh, that it's in convenient. The yeah. um, but as a fourth-generation Baptist preacher's daughter and a uh, person who wants to hear everybody, but I have friends that are atheists, agnostic. We agree to disagree. In this case, it's important for us to know where do you stand with your your faith and and what's it rooted in. That right there is a question I love to answer. Uh, We all have a testimony. Mm -hmm. And most important to me is pleasing God. You know, I represent my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I, too, am a Baptist. as well, I'm a member of Stephen Street Baptist Church. I'm, act, I'm actively involved there. I sing in the choir, uh, do praise team in the worship ministry, um, help with the youth, uh, uh, youth counselor when we go on uh, camps, and we also helped uh, with the kids, but also uh, helped teach in the youth department as well. So it's very important. And at the end of the day, we're accountable to him and no one else. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. We And we, we love the area here. We think that you have so many good churches to pick from. We love going to Washington Avenue Baptist Church. We'll give them a little shout out. Yeah. But um, we are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. We put your company in front of the right audience. Our services include website creation, search engine optimization, search engine management, social media management, geofencing, video production, podcasts, and more. We can help you get found easy and affordable. We are your partner. We work with you as your team, giving you the best option for marketing. Stop by today, email us, or call us at 931-854-1313. Welcome back. So let's talk about the mayor's position. Traditionally, the mayor has been selected based upon the most votes. So I know the city council votes and all those types of things, but for the most part, it's been whoever has the most votes. There has been discussion about whether that should be a standalone position. What do you think? I like the current model uh, because at the end of the day, everybody's on the council, everybody's vote is equally and what, it, what that does is it really kind of incentivizes collaboration amongst mm-hmm. the others on the council. Mm-hmm. We often hear others ask, what do you wish Cookville had or had here or what you would, what they should have had here? If, example, some people say, I wish we had a Target. I wish we had a Home Depot. <laughs> if you could had a wish for anything to be here, what would that be? I really think, and this is just, I mean, of course, living here all my life, it's just like, okay, well, I wish we had this, you know, but really a venue that's not necessarily targeted, you know, uh, specifically for one 
type of event, whether it be sporting, entertainment, but a venue that's, uh, you know, unique enough to where you could host sporting events, you know, uh, I don't, you know, you could really, that could be converted you mm-hmm. know, on the fly, you know, with minimal effort, you know, host conventions and, and things like that. that, wow, that yeah. would, you know, for one, it would be fun and exciting for mm-hmm. our community, but also generate revenue, you know, that would become, you know, the envy of the Southeast. Mm-hmm. That could be that tourism tax money. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, when you decided to run, what did your family and particularly your wife think about it? Well, there's there's always apprehension. I mean, it's, you know, you, you pray about these things and there's all, you know, with anything, you, there's always a little apprehension, but sometimes you just have to accept and, and trust, you know, that, you know, first of all, you're doing it, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it for yourself, or are you doing it to serve? And I feel that that's one of my spiritual gifts is acts of service. Mm-hmm. I, I like to serve. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was a little apprehensive just because of there's that whole loss of privacy mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, she's, you know, she, we're, I think we're, we've, you know, talked about it and discussed it and you know we're she's on board and we decided to press forward and let's serve the citizens of cookville right well we all love cookville we know how great it is and other people come here and they see how great it is when you think of cookville and you think of one of your favorite places um everybody knows that i love coffee and i love <laughs> going to brost and getting happy camper coffee hint, hint, we need some more um, but whenever you think about places, things, destinations, events, there are always things that come to mind for certain people of what Cookville represents. What would that be for you? If you can't tell, I like it. <laughs> I love my ice cream. <laughs> and probably one of my favorite things to do is after we go out to eat is to head over to Cream City, mm-hmm. get an ice cream cone, and just kind of stroll around, look at the trains, and just kind of walk around the depot and enjoy the you know the historic downtown right it's just peaceful and right I like it and there's not a whole we lot have a great there. downtown yes we do we sure do and i said brost i should have said vertical well yeah, but it's still my brost. wife loves it when i come home with my five pound bag of vertical <laughs> tristar <laughs> but we our dog likes going to all the coffee shops yeah he likes to be getting all the attention <laughs> so if there was something that you had wished during one of these candidate forums, a question somebody would have asked, or is there a question you wish they would have asked you that you could elaborate on that made that was important to you? Well, <clears throat> I think one of the a question that I always like to be asked is when someone and, and you asked it is when someone asked me about my faith, mm-hmm. I think we're commanded to share mm-hmm. our faith. And mm-hmm. I think those are opportunities. Those are doors. And I don't think that those are asked by accident. I think those are opportunity for us to share our faith, share our testimony. Yeah, you know, we all have a testimony. All of us believers have a day, a moment, 
where we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that's just a, uh, an awesome opportunity. Oh, Thank yeah. I agree. All right, yeah, great news. I'm going to ask a um, question we didn't talk about. Uh, we had given all of the candidates the questions in advance just so that everybody could come in with an idea of what we were going to ask, just to make it fair for everyone. Um, which most of these questions you guys have been asked at nauseum probably. Um, but from a voter perspective, um, I would say voter turnout in Putnam County is extremely low. And personally, I feel like our country is moving in the wrong direction. Everything is just not going great. And I think that one of the ways we impact that is with um, our vote. So what would you say to encourage people to get out and vote? You know, I was actually knocking on doors this afternoon and came came up to a, a door and they said well we'll try to make it and, and i think that uh, with everything that's going on it's it's you know it, it's it's the opportunity that we have as citizens of the united states the greatest nation in the world uh, i served i'm a desert storm veteran so i've I've seen countries that have been dilapidated and just a mess. And, you know, we really have a, a the best system of government. And um, I think just take the opportunity. It's a privilege to get out and, and vote. And it's an opportunity to let your voice be heard, especially in local elections. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's okay. It's numbers. Yes. You're, I mean... There have been elections where they were won and lost by one vote. Yes. Wow. Every vote matters. Local. Every vote. Yes, especially so. So if you were to think back to the younger Ollie and you said, this is the advice I would give to you, what would it be? Trust the Lord more, trust Ollie less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good advice. I like that. Uh, what else would you like to share about yourself? Maybe that you uh, want everybody to know that makes you maybe different or stand out or, or something you're proud of. Well, <clears throat> I've been a part of several different projects. I mean, in my more than 30 years experience and, you know, so probably there's, there's a lot of things I'm proud. I think, one thing that I'm most proud of is my military service. And, uh, you know, I think I like to serve and being, having the opportunity to serve my nation, uh, is probably the pinnacle of service. Yeah. And, um, so, um, I think that having, uh, worked in different environments, manufacturing, um, I'm a network engineer. I'm Microsoft certified. Um, I've held Cisco certifications. I've done network infrastructure, strategic planning. I'm on the uh, IS steering committee at Copa Regional. So any kind of software that comes through the hospital, we have to approve it to make sure that it is going to meet the uh, pillars of care that we you know meet meet the vision mm -hmm. of the hospital, and also that it truly does what it says it's going to do. And so mm -hmm. um, being able to contribute that way, we've, uh, you know, done several different projects. For example, we started our stroke program. I was uh, 
highly involved in that because we uh, utilize uh, in-house neurology, neurology. We use teleradio, uh, te teleneurology, and we have to make sure that we get those images uh, to Vanderbilt mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. And so uh, being able to establish those connections and work with Vanderbilt, work with a, a, a large team from multiple functional areas uh, to uh, make that a success. Well, I'm going to ask you a few last questions here. So we work with a lot of young people, um, a lot of Gen Z, some millennials, but we asked them if you could ask the city candidate, city council candidates a question, what would it be? So I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Uh, the first one is if you were going out to eat, would you, or you were getting ready to eat dinner, would you go out to eat or would you want to eat at home? I'm a cook. And so, I, I mean... I'm social as well. I like to go out to eat, but I also like to cook. So a lot of times I enjoy the prep time because it's the prep time when you can talk and mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. What so, types of things do you cook? Oh, I cook anything from chicken parmesan. I, my specialty at the holidays is baklava, which is a Greek. Oh, food. yeah. So I, I think mine's the best. And I always mm -hmm. challenge people say, hey, you want to have a cook-off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you may answer this question differently then. The next one is about dessert. Mm -hmm. And it's if you had either cake, pie, or cobbler, which one would you choose? That's tough. That's <laughs> a tough one. I kind of like really anything with ice cream on it. Mm -hmm. So it would have to be cobbler. Okay. That's about what most of them have said today. <laughs> And there was one other one that she they asked. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last question: Are you a gamer? Only when my son gets bored and <laughs> come up. Here. No, I, I, I I'm not a gamer. Uh, probably, but I do like to play and I do like to win. And uh, I'll go up there and because I'm an IT guy. Yeah. So most IT guys, you know, dabble in that. And the gaming. <laughs> I remember uh, my brother and I, we, uh, at the time I lived in Lebanon. I was working uh, at Bosch Automotive in Hendersonville. He lived there and I lived there. And it was, I think I was like number seven of charters, you know, when they first started doing uh, cable internet. Mm -hmm. And so we would call each other up and say, you know, say, hey man, I'm on the internet. <laughs> so, I said, so it's like, hey, what's your address, man? <laughs> yeah. And then we'd, you know, we'd play Duke Nukem and, and that yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, yes, yeah, I enjoy that kind of stuff, yeah. but it's hard to find time nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not very productive. No. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for being with us, Holly. Thank you. And thank you all for watching uh, Cookville Now, your Cookville podcast for the people, places, and things that make Cookville and the Upper Cumberland what it is today. Also, we're going to be at the Visapalooza with the Chamber of Commerce, where you all can come by and visit with us. So please stop by the Leslie Town Center this Tuesday and visit. Thank you, and have a good evening. Thanks.